All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, yes. In five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you for checking me out. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. It's a small world. I didn't believe that for many, many years. It's a big place. It's a big ball of dirt we're on. But believe it or not, I am sitting to, you know, to my, your left on the screen here, to a gentleman who lived in and served from the same town that I did from Shreveport, Louisiana, Danny Zan. Oh my God, I got your name wrong. Okay, that's okay. It happens all the time. Zainalotti. Yeah. I'm not going to cut that out because I need to show you that I make mistakes. Zanny Zainalotti, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. And Emma Gutierrez. Yes. Whew. <laughs> I got that right. All right. It's like I do know what I'm doing. Um, why are we here? Why are we here? Um, we're here today because uh, I got kind of told but asked by Paula to talk to Danny about a film he put out and I couldn't watch the film but we were talking about it and you know I emailed you Danny and you kind of told me what this is all about and I'm like I'm in I'm in for many many reasons I'm in I just you know tell us about this film we got your six and what that means let's let's start with that well um first of all thank you so much for having me on um but yeah, so the film actually follows four veterans as uh, they're troubled with PTSD and they're very closed off. And it follows them as they embark on an experimental type of group counseling session. Um, I actually wrote this film a while back, but because it was so emotional to me, I decided I wasn't gonna do it. Now, like many others, um, I've lost friends that were, um, due to PTSD. And unfortunately, it's just happened so much that you know you just, oh, wow, I'm sorry to hear that and just go about your day. What motivated me to actually do this film was in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in February, I had two more of my brothers that I served with kill themselves two weeks from each other. And um, the group was just starting to heal from the first one and then the second one happened. And then that's when I thought, you know, I, I have to do something else than just share a post saying, hey, remember 22 a day, do something, trying to let, you know, veterans know it's okay to go out and, and, and speak to somebody, you know, so that's pretty much what the film is about and the motivation behind it. Emma, before we go back to, uh, you know, how Danny, you know, served the military, how, how did you get involved with this project? So uh, Danny had actually gotten in contact with us through Facebook and said, hey, you know, this is uh, what I'm doing. And when I saw that, I just I really thought this is something that I can this is something that I can do that I really want to do and support. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Danny, tell me a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up in Shreveport? Did you join from Shreveport? Uh, what was your military experience like? Um. So I moved down to Shreveport when I was 13. My father worked for General Motors. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. Um, we moved down when I was 13. Um, he got laid off in New York and got his job back down here. Um, from here, I, I lived in Shreveport for one year. Then I moved to Wascom, Texas. 
yep. and did my uh, high school time. Now, Washington Tech's about 20 minutes from Shreveport. It's just over the border. Yep. Um, and I joined the Texas National Guard when I was 17 years old. I was still in high school. Um, I went to basic training after my junior year in high school. I came back, finished out my senior year while doing uh, weekend drills at my National Guard unit. And then I um, went back and finished AIT. Um, my, my training was uh, infantry training. Okay. Um, I graduated the top of my class of infantry, uh, 11 Charlie School, mortar school, the exact day Iraq invaded Kuwait. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I always got a call from my unit saying, hey, they're taking uh, volunteers that are willing to go out to Death of Storm. Are you willing to go? At the time, I'm like 18. I'm scared and everything, but I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. Um, in February of 1991, I got orders to report to Fort Jackson, South Carolina, to uh, process and deploy out to uh, Saudi Arabia, obviously for the invasion into Iraq. Uh, so I went out there. I did that. Um, came back when all the major conflict was over. Uh, went back to National Guard and had a civilian job for a while. And in 1994, I just said, hey, I think I'd like more structure. So I joined active duty, um, was stationed in Panama in 1994 with a 587 Infantry. That's when we wound up um, getting a lot of uh, Cuban migrants uh, trying to leave Cuba. And we had the camps over there that was four camps, 2,200 people each. And on the same day, three of the four camps all rioted and we had to go in and it was about 500 of us versus 2,200 Cubans. Um, so we got busted up pretty, pretty good in that. And I left that, uh, went to Fort Lewis, Washington, then Schofield Barracks. Then um, I got take uh, uh, Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. Left Schofield Barracks early to go to report to Fort Drum to go to Bosnia. So I was in Bosnia during the Kosovo invasion. Uh, returned back from that, went to Korea. Then from Korea, uh, September 11th happened. And I came back from Korea when we were prepping to um, go into Kuwait to invade uh, Iraq for Iraqi freedom. So I had just got back from Korea and they're like, we're going overseas again. So I was there for the invasion into Iraq, the second invasion into Iraq as well. Um, I was honorably discharged out of the military in, in uh, 2004, and I immediately started work for State Department as a diplomatic bodyguard. Uh, my first detail was President Ahmed Karzai. Uh, and then after that, uh, I was transferred to the uh, embassy to work uh, visiting VIPs. So I've met John McCain, Hillary Clinton, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Donald Rumsfeld, um, and then from there I protected the ambassador. Um, I stopped doing that after about 18 months of, in Afghanistan. I was a bodyguard at Microsoft for Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer for about a year. And then after that, I went and returned back to Iraq with the uh, State Department, as a, again, as a diplomatic bodyguard um, for about five years uh, before I stopped doing that. So you've had a very, very deep breadth of experience. We'll get back to Shreveport in a second, but you and I moved to Shreveport area about the same time, believe it or not. Oh, wow. So Emma, how did you get into, you know, singing and, and performing? And it's always an interesting story hearing how an artist gets started. Right. Um, so when I was around 
I don't know, ever since I was before I could speak, um, I was just always, you know, singing, humming, whatever. Um, and then my parents just realized, whoa, she can kind of hold out a note. And then as I got older, I gradually just like music became my life. And I just started singing and singing and performing. And it's just really gone from there. Awesome. Awesome. I like to flag the background, too. Thank you. Uh, we have Greg Washington coming in yep, now. He's yep. one of the actors. And he's awesome. also a veteran. Oh, cool. I'm going to bring him in right now. Hey, we're doing this all this is the great thing about OMR. We're just simply gummy. We're moving through. It's fantastic. Um, there is Mr. Washington. Hey, Greg, how are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm savage. I'm savage. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I've been talking to Danny and Emma about their background. Um, are you a Shreveport native? Um, not a native, but I've definitely been here long enough to say I live in Shreveport. All right. So it's a small world, Greg. I was in the Shreveport area the same time Danny was for about 10 years. Oh, wow. I remember the GM plant out in, you know, West Shreveport, right on the Texas border. A lot God, of dads yeah. work there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We're talking about Strahan's and Merle's. We'll get into all that in a minute. But um, not to put you on the spot, but I'd like to be, you know, curious about your military uh, journey. I, I joined the, the uh, Marine Corps from actually the Bossier Marine Corps office, but it was from um, from Shreveport, yeah. Yeah, I joined the Army in 2000. Uh, I was in for eight years. I was a combat medic um, with a forward surgical team. It was great. Are you one of those water socks motion guys, Greg? <laughs> yes. Uh, tell you what, we, we had, you know, we had docs in the Marine Corps, and, you know, I was told a gallon of water, you know, extra socks and 800 milligrams of motion will cure just about anything 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 really really okay okay so once again ladies and gentlemen we're talking to the actors and performers from the uh short film and, and a longer film it's my understanding this is a short film for this film contest with louisiana prize fest i get that right uh, it's, yeah, the Prize Fest, the film part is called the Louisiana Film Prize, but they have different categories. They have fashion, food, comedy, film, music. So, yes. And you all were able to enter. And it's, it's really, like, not easy to get into. It's it's like 20 films that get to vie for this. So you all had to, you know, make this short film, but do it in a way that got these people's attention. And I have not seen it yet. Paula Ann, you wouldn't let me see it. But... Um, you know, hearing about it, you know, I, I was instantly taken in, and especially like I was telling, um, you know, Emma and, and Danny, Greg, is, you know, up here in the Northeast where I live now, when you say Louisiana, it's New Orleans first and Baton Rouge, Shreveport. What's that? that a town? Exactly. <laughs> we're the redheaded stepchild up here, right? Just getting beat down. So, you know, we're going to have a little bit of Shreveport talk in there, but, um, you know, I kind of want to get your guys's take now what what did do one how did this get started then two what does this mean for you all being a part of this so we'll start with danny first how, how did this really come to fruition from an idea in your mind to i'm going to make a screenplay and start getting this down um I'd, I'd say probably um you know when i lost my two brothers uh that I served with them in february two weeks of each other um and that's when i thought i, I have to do something more um, as actors, we have an obligation to tell a story. Um, 
And sometimes it's a good story. Sometimes it's a bad story. Sometimes it's a funny story. Sometimes it's a sad story. But at the end, there should always be some sort of lesson. And that's what I was going with uh, on this, is that there's a lesson for everybody in here, whether you served or um, in the military, whether you didn't, there's something that you can get from this, from this movie. And uh, I just really hope it reaches a lot of people, especially the people that need, the, um, that need to see something like this to get the strength to ask for help if they need it. So for, for Greg and Emma, you know, Danny makes this and asks you to be a part of it. What's it been like? Because you can't really see what actors and actresses do, right? I can't see what you do, Emma, when you perform, but I get to experience it. So what's that been like giving of yourself to this project? Uh, I think it came along in perfect timing. Um, I think, you know, last year started the, uh, the strong push towards mental health uh, with everyone being in the house. You know, I feel like everyone got to understand what deployment was like by having to keep their ass home because of COVID. I don't um, mind it that much. It wasn't a big deal to me. But you have certain types that don't mind. They're like, no, I love being by myself. This is great. But then you have other people that are going stir crazy about it. And, uh, you know, it started like I, I was reading tons of like, oh, mental health, mental health, mental health. And I was just like, man, imagine what it's like being in the desert um so you know you have the juxtaposition and we also uh, this you know story something that came up while we were doing our first table read was uh one of our actresses was like really in the moment of you know having to understand what it's like to see a, a child you know come up to a fob and then get kicked right out after the medics deal with it and they're like all right get the fuck out and you know, everyone on the Zoom call is shocked and shaking their head no. And I'm sitting there like, I don't give a shit. And she was like, why is that your reaction? And I was like, because I was that guy. I, I didn't care. You know, after you start dealing with them, you're just like, eh, you're all kind of pieces of shit. And she couldn't understand that. At, like her face looked so shocked that I would say that. And I was like, that's just how I feel. Um... So then you really start thinking about your own mental health. Like, man, how am I still that guy so many years later? Um, but I don't know. I mean, anything, you know, I think I read something today that said, uh, you never rise to your expectations. You just fall to your level of training. Uh, and I think that's, you know, something that sticks. And so it was really nice to portray that. No, no, no. I, I, I can certainly commiserate. I didn't, sir, I didn't, served in Afghanistan. I was not a combat veteran. Um, certainly talked with enough and had experiences, lost people while I was serving. Peacetime deaths were really kind of tough, uh, especially when they're preventable. But enough about that. Um, you know, as a civilian, Emma, you're asked to join this. What was that like hearing this stuff firsthand and trying to frame your performance to support what's being done here? Right. Um, well, when you see the movie, you'll really understand when I say that it's it's devastating. And I'm 16. I've only really experienced a small part of the real world. And just hearing these stories and what these veterans and um, people just go through, it's, it's awful. And um, being able to sing a song uh, has been really amazing. Just, you know, thinking, how can I, how can I help? 
so Danny, you get this opportunity to create this and then put it up against other films in this, this, this contest. And I'm looking at the website and it's not, like I said, it's not just movies. There's other things going on there. And, you know, all kidding aside, sometimes Shreveport gets a bad rap. You know, I live there and I know of what I speak, but what's it like presenting this to that part of the country and being able to know that your, your work was thought of in regards so well that it, we're going to put up against a limited set of people who've also done excellent work. Well, I gotta be honest, it's extreme honor. As a matter of fact, when I was at the um, announcement, um, you know, we're all sitting there, out there and uh, I think I just got back from getting a drink. I really wasn't paying attention. Um, and then they said, uh, you know, what they do is they announce the name of the movie and then they, they show a, a small clip with no sound, just to just the. Uh, actually, shocked. I'm definitely honored to be part of it. Um, unfortunately, with this um, film, it also kind of makes me vulnerable because it to me it, it, it kind of shows another side of me because uh these are all true stories now some of them were uh donated to me and some of them actually happened to me but it kind of shows you know the inside of me that i've always you know and we're you know we're all military you, you know we, we do we don't show emotions you know regardless of whatever it is you don't show emotion um and then with this i definitely am showing emotion and, um, and, you know, what it's like on the inside. And it's kind of something that I, I feel vulnerable when people see it is, I guess, the best way to explain it. Well, one of the things I know is just looking at you, 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 your, your career, Greg and Danny is, you know, this isn't make-believe. This is like real. And it's not real in the fact that, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a gun for a prop. Like you're talking about stuff that either, you know, and I haven't, I have not seen the film, but that being said is, you know, I understand that when you're talking about this stuff, you've taken that phone call. You've had that person in front of you saying, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. Or why can't I get out of the mode I'm in? And you're, you're trying to help them out. So there's a real personal component to here that you're bringing. Um, do you have any idea how this is going to be received by people when they see it? I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm not saying you got to spill the beans, but I'm just curious if you've got any kind of advanced reaction to it. Um, so far, everybody that's seen it um, is uh, they can't watch it without uh, crying. It is basically, Emma, you know, were you, were you emotional when you, uh, when you watched it? When I watched the movie, I definitely cried. And I, I did watch it a, a few times and each time it definitely had me choked up or just crying, just, yeah. And I think that's a good thing because that's, that's something that sticks with you. Uh, and I want people to remember this, um, especially the veterans. The big thing now, and like, I don't know how the Marine Corps was, but Greg, um, you, you were in, you know, while I was in, and if you tried to claim some sort of mental health, automatically your, your clearance was taken away. Oh. Um, if you needed a, a clearance for your job, now you can't do your job. 
uh, you're banned from reenlistment, banned from promotion, banned from any favorable activities until you get better. But it's not a punishment, is what they would tell you. But it sure does sound like one. Um, I think it was in 2008 when they stopped uh, taking away your clearance. But so you got generations of soldiers going back to World War II that were always told, don't, you know, you don't claim mental health if you do, you're weak. And what this movie is trying to now let the veterans know, look, that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign of strength. It's a sign of you saying there is something wrong. I need to fix it. Well, even, even after they get out, I've, I've talked to so many people in law enforcement or first responders who, like you said, are, are scared to death to tell their, their boss, hey, something that happened to me five years ago when I was in is affecting me now. I need help because, you know, they, I want your badge. I want your gun. You're, you're done. And they, they know they're done at that point in time. Uh, you, you know, in custody cases, it's, it's brought up and used all the time. It, it's just a bad scene. And, you know, we had some Desert Storm veterans uh, when in my unit when, you know, I was in Yuma. And, uh, you know, they were watched quite closely. And for the reason is, hey, the, he opened Iraq, he had an incident. That's what we were told. And, and so the challenge has to be is, hey, I know you need help. You know you need help. It's okay to ask. Is that what you're trying to get to that it's just okay to ask me? We're, we're, right. we're, we're there with you when you ask? Absolutely. Absolutely. And trying to encourage them to at least talk about it so they don't, um, they don't, it doesn't stay very deep down inside and they build and build and build. So if they could talk about it, you know, talk about whatever they want, but you know, definitely if you want help ask, call, call. So, and that's one thing that, that you'll get from this is that it's the veterans that really help each other. You know, everyone I've known that is, um, has seek, sought help and, um, and got it and prevented them from harming themselves. None of them called the counselor. They all called, you know, another veteran. Or they reached out on Facebook, um, you know, uh, or whatever, and they reach out to. We reach out to each other. We are brothers and sisters, and we reach out to. And you know, I've I'll sit there and check on some of my friends from time to time. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you okay? And sometimes I'll get a response that it's not good. So I just sit there and try and talk to them. And, and what. When that happens, they calm down a little bit and they're still around. They haven't done anything yet. And I'm really, you know, I'm always going to be there for them. Just like if I need somebody, if I need to call Greg, Greg, I know there is no doubt in my mind. Greg will take a phone call for me if I call. Absolutely. Just as long as Greg doesn't give me any shots. We're, we're, we're going to be <laughs> telling you. He's scaring me to death now. But, you know, Greg, it brings up a point, right, where I've told people, you know, really, honestly, the best person to help a veteran is that other veteran, okay. especially, you know, regardless of what branch you're in, you know, Air Force included, you know, there, nah, there's you're too far. You're way too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're, we all saw Barksdale, right? I mean, yeah. you, you go in the Army, you go in the Marine Corps, then you come to Barksdale and it's like, wait a minute. What? All right. You got a nine to five. <laughs> oh yeah. The air conditioning broke in my, my, you know, room today. I'm very upset. I'm like, we slept out when it was 120 degrees. What are you complaining about? Yeah. But still there's that, there's that camaraderie there that I don't know about you all, but 
you know, I don't get it anywhere else. I don't get that anywhere else. I tried, you know, um, I used to think it was really weird when, you know, I'll, I'll go in a room and see where the exits are and try to identify if somebody is a threat or not. I just thought that was normal. So it's going to be really interesting to see this. We're talking about the film We Got in Your Six with uh, Greg Washington, Emma Gutierrez, and, you know, actor and writer, Danny Zanelodi. Almost got that wrong. That's a, that's, that's, I practiced that. Anyway, let's talk about Shreveport for a minute. Let's talk about Shreveport for a minute because Paula sends me this. And I'm like, this is in Shreveport? Get out. Where is this happening in Shreveport? I mean, how cool is this? And it's not the hottest time of the year. I'm glad they did it in like late September, early in October for you all. Where are they doing this? Uh, all okay, downtown so, on Texas. Yeah. Really? Just by the boats yeah. or near the commission center? More <laughs> towards the, uh, the church at the end. <laughs> so, Emma, you, you got it. I'm chuckling here because Shreveport about 20, 25 years ago built casinos. And where this is at, at one end, there's just, um, you know, leads into I-49 in the south end of Shreveport. The other end is a big church. Well, you can walk like three blocks and there's the entire casino strip in the downtown convention center. That's how Shreveport rolls. Heaven and hell all in one place. <laughs> you can lose your money and save your soul. All, all in, right? so that's good so this and it looks like this is like a big event like i saw like the vip pass is like 350 dollars, and you get to do all this cool stuff so there's a lot of people going to be able to see your work i mean how how you know what's what's going through your minds with that because it's not just like a like a small showing they've got a big deal going on for a couple days yeah but also um one cool thing is that even if your listeners um can't get to Shreveport. They can also watch and vote for um, best film, best uh, best performer online. So, regardless, yeah, if you go to PrizeFest.org, um, you can buy an online ticket, watch the films, and with this uh, festival, it's one of the few that um, the audience votes on the best um, to, to who wins best film and best performer. By the way, uh, I just want to drop this real quick. Greg got best, uh, was nominated best actor for my film. You know, I was going to bring that up. So he did an awesome job. I'm so happy. Greg, why aren't you doing this? There's no reason to be shy here, Greg. (laughs) Everyone was so great in the film that when Danny sent me the message, I was like, is this a joke? And then I looked it all up and I was like, it's not a joke. Wow. Thank you. Uh, Actually, one thing I'm extremely proud of is Greg got, um, was nominated best actor for they, they take one person out of each film. And um, so you have one nomination. But Tanya, who plays a female veteran, um, <laughs> she did awesome. Um, she was nominated Best Actress for another short film that she was in, because she did two, uh, two films for Film Prize this year. So uh, I have a Best a- uh, Actor and Best Actress uh, nominations uh, out of my uh, out of my cast. Uh, is is like the Best Soundtrack category? I there, hope no, there's not. There, I wish there was, because I'm sure we would get that, too. Well, look, look, Emma, I, I, I've interviewed several artists. Paula can tell you this. You've got to come on my show and talk about your your career because it'd be a real honor to have you on for supporting this. So we're, we're in 
let's see. So if I remember correctly, you got the convention center, you've got the horse, the horseshoes, it's the horseshoe still there. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got some other boats there and you're doing this and there's all this stuff going on around it. I mean, is there a sense of excitement from the cast and crew for doing this? Are you guys getting pumped? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like always the best weekend in Shreveport. Um, <laughs> it feels like a real city. Like there's so many people, there's so much culture going on and like, it's all happening right in front of you. Um, and then it's always amazing because Monday hits and it's all gone again. Like Shreveport's back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, are, you, I, are you coming to the premiere, uh, Emma? Are you going? Are you traveling to Shreveport to see this? I really want to. I'm going to really try and make it happen because I would love to be there. Well, good, good. I, I wish Paula had gotten earlier. I might have tried to come down, but uh, maybe next time your next film, we'll, we'll, we'll do that better. But, you know, I, I just think it's great because, you know, all joking aside, you know, I think it's good for Shreveport to see that they do support the arts and culture. Um, I explained to people that, you know, Louisiana, you know, the Louisiana Hayride, the Red River Revel, all those things we grew up with were all about, you know, the arts and culture. If you were a guy, like my parents made me play the piano growing up in, in that part of the country, that's just, that was just accepted, okay? And, you know, whereas up here, you're kind of looked at differently, you know, it's just, just the way it is. But down there, a football quarterback for Bird High School would take piano lessons, and that was just considered, you know, hey, that's just the way it goes. The way it goes. So before we wrap this up, uh, a little bit more Shreveport talk. Which Where's your guys' favorite places to eat? Emma's coming into Shreveport. You want to give her the you want to give her the the breath. You've got three places: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Go. Uh, Frank's, Rotolos, and Strong's. Ugh. Okay. Uh, that's such a hard question to answer. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I feel like they're all like hole in the walls somewhere that like I couldn't explain. I have to take you so you can experience it. Well, just, um, just try me here, because I mean, strong. All the ones Danny mentioned, I'm like, yep, yep. Strong, Strong's will never be on my list. What? Ever. I actually judge people if they like Strawn's pie. If they're like, oh, I love the pie. I'm like, I don't know you. We can't be. <laughs> so if you don't like Strawn's, what do you like? Um, oh, locally. Um, I don't, I'm a fan of Abby Singer. I'll go ahead and plug that. It's in the Remington Film Center. It's incredible. Chef Trudy is amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I should plug Prep Cakes Bakery, too, because I might as well do that. I uh, just opened here. It's fantastic. Um, it's all like keto and healthy and ridiculous. Um, Louisiana Southern cooking is is keto friendly. That's crazy, kind of a, right? It's a, it's a paradox, right? So crazy. If it calls for one stick of butter, that certainly means two. Oh, what's the place that has the shrimp buster? That place is amazing. Oh, um, wait, uh, there I go. Right, you know what I'm talking about, though. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would have to. I would have to to round her experience out by taking her to the Centenary Oyster House. It's still open. I think. Oh I yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because that's uh -huh. good Herbie stuff. Herbie Case. Herbie Case. Yes. Yes. Herbie Case. Herbie Case is incredible. Yes. 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 So, all right. All right. So, look. Look. You know. I'm not saying you got to go this time, but I mean, you're going to be in good company if you do go, Emma. I mean, they're not going to lead you wrong. I had to make sure. But um, 
that's good stuff. Um, LSU started off with a big fat zero, of course. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. unfortunately, because I was working on the final cut with this, with every free time I had, uh, I have not been able to keep up with the games yet. Uh, we just turned in the movie. It was the turn in was yesterday. I actually turned in Thursday, but the deadline to turn in the final cut because uh, what they saw was a rough cut. Uh, that's how they judged it. Uh, to turn in the final cut was yesterday. So unfortunately, I missed that game. I heard about it, but um, I've been spending all my any spare time I have working with the uh, final cut and trying to put Emma's song into it in places and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm uh, actually working yeah. on an M night Shyamalan film here. So M nights can actually be there film prize weekend. So crazy. Really? I got an audition for that one. Nice. Nice. All right. So, so you guys are legit actors. I mean, when the time comes, I'll be like, I, I know those guys. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> this is amazing. And, and you know, again, I'm going to have the link, to the site where you can go and get your online ticket and vote for this you've got my vote even though i haven't seen it no problem at all this really means a lot to me to have you all here and it's really encouraging emma i mean you're 16 years old and you had the the wherewithal and empathy to contribute to this in a really meaningful way um it's, it's just been great i mean as we close this down i just want to go around the table here starting with greg i mean what are you hoping comes out of this um you know, it's funny because this kind of correlates with today and the anniversary of 20 years ago of, uh, you know, September 11th. Um, I always think about that day, but I also think about the following day where, like, we showed America's a fucking badass country. Like, we all came together as a community and helped each other. Um, I kind of hope, and I have said this tons of times, I hope this is the beginning of a longer conversation about mental health and PTSD and taking care of, you know, a community the same way soldiers take care of each other. You know, I still talk to my battle buddies from years ago and we're yeah. all in contact with each other and we're all trying to uplift each other all the time. So I hope that is what comes out of this. Awesome. Um, awesome. Emma, what about you? I'm thinking the exact same thing. I just really hope that there's, more awareness for these veterans and um, as well as mental health and PTSD and we can all kind of come together and be there for each other. Thank you. Thank you. Danny. Uh, again, the same thing, but my, my main thing is um, trying to get the word out to, to, to veterans and soldiers that look um, it's, it's not weakness. If you ask for help, you know, just get the help, talk to somebody, you know, um, even for uh, police officers and uh, firemen, EMTs, because uh, I was also a police officer after I stopped being a bodyguard. Um, and you'd be surprised some of these guys that, you know, they go into a house and try to open up a, a bedroom door, come to find out they can't because there's a four-year-old dead body behind it, you know. And it's uh, that stuff that you need to talk about. And by walking around acting like you're okay, you're really not. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting your team. Get the help that you need and just get back into the fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. I have Greg Washington, Emma Gutierrez, and Danny Zanalotti. Uh, got that right, finally. I tried so 
And, you know, this is the kind of thing I like about Oscar Mike Rios getting to tell these stories. So I want to thank you all for your time today. And yeah, we're recording this on September 11th. And, you know, I got to tell you, it seemed kind of fitting to do this on this day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, as we say in Oscar Mike Radio and Hawk, because I was a Hawk operator, we are missile in flight. In Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission in flight. Thanks again. Get to the link, get your e ticket, and vote.